Please rate the podcast five stars on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening. Please rate the podcast five stars. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, yeah. Pod and walk. Pod and walk. A breezy uh, Thursday. Breezy Thursday afternoon. 1.34 p.m. Get my... 30,000 steps in today. Got my sauna in. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I just want to check in and say go kooks. Me and father, father Scott, father Scott. No, that sounds like a priest or my dad's got going to the Cougs game go Cougs it's at 7pm it's a beautiful day out oh I hope it I hope it stays a little warm supposed to get down in near freezing tonight it's a late late game 7pm Fox Sports. I bet the wind is loud. Sorry. Apologies for the wind blustering about 7 p.m. It's on FS1. Can't remember what channel. Uh, uh, two. If you have. If you're rocking DirecTV, 219. We used to have DirecTV. We used to rock the Sunday ticket. Way back in the day. Wonder if they still do the Sunday ticket. I bet they do. I think lots of people just do the Red Zone channel. I am on Sumner. I'm I'm near Cliff Drive. So whoop. I'm still rolling. I'm on Cliff Drive. So if you find yourself in Spokane, Washington, a beautiful Haven, the Inland Empire of the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. Make sure not to drop my phone over this storm drain. Don't just walk over storm drains willy-nilly. My hands are cold. I have bad circulation. That would be such a sad way to end the podcast. (laughs) I mean, you would never even hear it, though, because you don't walk over... I'm just holding my phone willy-nilly. So I'm not going to like, you know, like Butterfingers it. Straight into this, one of those giant cheese grate storm drains. So, Sunday ticket. Lots of people do Red Zone. I think lots of people just do... I would definitely just... Nah. I mean, I'm, I think if you have basic TV, you don't really... Red Zone's a bit over the top. Like, you can just catch... I'd rather just watch a... I would definitely rather watch a game. A full game. In itself. Rather than Red Zone hopping all over the place. That's just me. Um, so, yeah. FS1. If you have DirecTV. It's 219. We're rolling down to Pullman. And... 
less than a couple hours. So I got to get back and eat some l- big lunch. And uh, go Cougs. Utah's tough. Utah's favored by seven. They are at, yeah, favored by seven on the road. I don't know if people consider Wazoo to be a good home field advantage. Because it's definitely, it's definitely out of the way. And it's like a home field advantage like town. But the field itself is less than half the size of most college football stadiums. That it used to be called, what, Martin Stadium? Now I think it's called Gesa Field. I don't like, I always call them the old names. Like I still call it Safeco Field. Uh, Key Arena. Uh, and the Clink or Quest Field. I go way back to Quest Field. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, Quest Field. Yes. Uh, yes. So that's a, it's a small stadium. It's 35,000. That is, I love how big like Penn State and Penn State is almost as big as Penn State's the second biggest college football stadium. Michigan is the biggest. Michigan has a lot of their games. I think the attendance record for Michigan, I believe it's 111,000 people. That's so, that, I definitely want to go to, that's uh, some bucket list stuff, is go to these, the biggest college football stadiums. Can you imagine watching a, yeah, that's 111,000 people with you? at a football stadium is absolutely bonkers. Because, yeah, it's not... Even the biggest NFL stadiums are not even 80,000. But, um, yeah, that's a... It's a small city. Because Spokane... Yeah, speaking of Spokane... Spokane's, what, a couple hundred thousand people. So, that's... It's, it's half of Spokane. Half the population of this town, Spokane... Uh... Yeah, that's everybody just in one spot. Can you imagine? That's awesome. That's why college football's. I I I would say I definitely like college football more than the NFL. Like the only thing, the NFL obviously I love fantasy football. I love the AFFL, Arneson Fantasy Football League, which I'm in first place right now. Not to brag, but it's too early to brag. I am six and one. Right? Aren't we? I think we're through seven, right? I'm six and one. Yeah. My sister, Pink Panthers, I'm Whammy. My team's name is Whammy. Oh, Whammy. So I'm six and one, and Pink Panthers, my little sis, Katie, is one game back. All right. But, uh, yeah, so I love, I, I would say I love college football, though. If I, I would go to the, the stadiums. I love how unique the stadiums are. Like Clemson has that rock that they touch. Every, I like the traditions. I like the college football traditions. I like the rivalries. And I like the, the unique stadiums. Kind of like how baseball stadiums are so unique, which is what makes them so great. About going to all the different baseball stadiums. And then I don't like how the Astros took out that the mini hill, the little hill in center field. I can't I can't remember what they called that little hill. 
there was a name for it, but yeah, they sh- they took that out. They flattened that surface, and I like that. It was the best catches. I think Jim Edmonds, Jim Edmonds made a over the shoulder basket catch, diving, running up that the little hill in center field in Houston. That was Jim Edmonds. Jim Edmonds, underrated, such a, one of the best fielders, fielding outfielders. He, I would wonder, I would say gold gloves, Jim Edmonds must have had just off the top of the head, he, like eight, I would guess eight gold gloves for Jim Edmonds. But yeah, he's underrated. I wonder if he's a Hall of Famer. That's something to ponder. No, I'm going to say definitely not. Jim Edmonds is not a Hall of Famer because I don't feel like looking it up. His numbers just aren't good enough at the plate. But if you just went... He just dominated in the field, though. And I, and I love watching a good fielding, a good glove, especially an outfielder, just making, like, laying out for balls and stuff. Jim Edmonds, Ichiro with the arm. Love a good arm. Vlad Guerrero had a great arm. Who are some other good... Oh, Coco Crisp. I remember Coco Crisp made some great catches in the outfield for the Red Sox. Uh, other great outfielders that's a good question great fielding outfielders off the top of the head uh, <laughs> how come I can't even oh Mike Trout Mike Trout Trouter Trouter has made some great plays yeah um, yeah those are the people who come to mind oh, remember Rick Ankeel he remember the guy he threw he he was so wild. He got the yips. He couldn't throw strikes. Then he came back and hit like 20-something homers in the season. And uh, they put him in center field or left field. Yeah. Oh, Ken Griffey Jr. Duh. Ken Griffey Jr. Freaking, freaking beast in the center field. Just that one catch where he smashes his wrist against the wall. That's one of the best catches ever when he breaks his wrist. And, and Jay Buhner. Jay Buhner, of course. And I, I love, I just love seeing a guy go straight over an outfield wall. It's, it's so funny if someone, I love it. And then they, they could, obviously they could have dropped it and picked it up. But I just love, I love someone catching the ball and going over the outfield wall. And then, then, just, and then you just see the glove like only the glove in the, with the ball in it is being raised like above you don't see the person they just raise the glove up there's some great uh, college world series in the college world series they always make they always dive over walls they're reckless they're re- reckless fielders and um yeah this was nice I, I had a nice little chat I'm just gonna get back to my walk now so this was a uh, productive, I feel. So, um, yeah. All right. Bye-bye.